Womandla on cliffcentral.com. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's my house here at Womandla and I'm Pumi Mashiro and you're listening to Womandla. It's four minutes past 12 and it's the third Wednesday of the month. I know it's the day before Heritage Day, so I try to kind of mangle the idea of heritage together with the money show. Michelle Dave's here with us. Hi. We're chatting money, 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 money. And we're also talking about sometimes a touchy subject, particularly to a lot of women. And as I was getting ready for the show, we've got uh, Dr. Simpiwe Matikizela in the studio with us. He's from F&B, and he is the guru when it comes to home loans, when it comes to housing financing, when it comes to everything you need to know about getting that heritage started. I was telling them earlier that, you know, for a lot of us growing up in the townships, like that family home, you know, that family home is what is your heritage. It's that everybody wants that family home. When Gogo's gone, when Mama's gone, that family home is considered the thing that you inherit. Apparently, that's not always true. But we're going to chat about that. Simpiwe, thank you very much for joining us today and being here in the studio. We're going to talk a little bit about the the heritage aspect, so that family home and what you need to have in order for that family home to actually be able to be inherited by the next generation. Thank you so much and good afternoon to you, Pumi. Good afternoon to all your listeners and uh, thank you so much for having us here, FNB, on this show. And we're very excited and looking forward to the hour which we'll spend with the listeners. So you're here helping us out today. Hopefully. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah. Michelle, you were telling me, I know, I'm falling off the chair, my <laughs> hair's in the way, everything is everything's going crazy oh, today. Gosh. But it is my house. We're talking yes. about houses and what, um, how you can secure your house. But before we talk about anything to do with paying for it, before we talk about anything to do with how you secure keeping it, tell me about, Dr. Simpiwa, tell me about the, the difference between the title deed and what's the other thing? Permit to use. Yes, permission okay. to occupy. Per- permission to occupy. Yes. Thank you so much for the question, uh, uh, Pumi. And once again, good afternoon to all the listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm going to respond to the question that's been asked. I think first of all, we'll talk about the title deed. The title deed is a piece of document or a piece of a paper which actually confirms that you own the property, that the property is yours, it's unrestricted uh, use and rights to the property. That is a title deed. So the title deed, as we probably familiar with it, in the case of an urban setting, or in uh, urban setup and townships in towns as we understand them to be. This is where now, once you have finished paying for the property and then you have a title deed, that piece of paper, which proves and confirms ownership that you own the property, it's in your name, it's yours, there's no restrictions to it. So then I'm going to explain now the other one, which is the PTO, Permission to Occupy, or sometimes it's called Certificate of Occupation. This one you find in the tribal settings, in the so-called rural areas. Now, it's about the land tenure system, because in the tribal areas or in the rural areas, the land is owned by the state there or by the government. You have got the chiefs, you've got the headmans, you've got the kings, which are custodians and on behalf of the government in terms of administering the utilization of the land and property thereof. Now, the certificate of occupation or the permission to occupy PTO, it gives you rights to use the land. You've got rights on the land to use it, but you don't own the land. The land is not yours. It's not in your name, and therefore you cannot be able to sell it. You can't trade it. Now, that's a historic situation that we have. And it's very common in most of our provinces in South Africa, whether you go to the Eastern Cape, you go to KZN, Limpopo, Mpumalanga, Free State. So that's the so same as, as it was in the townships. You, you had a permission to occupy, but it wasn't yours. It, yes, it's similar, but not quite the same. In the townships, you had the lease arrangement. There's a so-called 99-year lease. So again, the land is not yours. It belongs to the government. Its property is now here. These are the typical old forum houses as we commonly know them in the townships. 
So you are leasing this land. It's on a lease arrangement. You're renting this land, 99-year lease, which is very long and it's perpetual. You don't own this, this uh, property. It's not in your name. It's in the name of the government. So and these are all the restrictions. But however, we want to move away from all these types of ownership which are actually not true forms of ownership in the true sense of the word. Because you can't sell it, it's not in your name, you can't trade it. So we want to convert even the PTOs, even the lease arrangements, into a full title that is unrestricted. That's what we want to do going forward. Because this is part of the history that we have as a country, it's part of the heritage and so on. But however, we want to move forward to say, how can we then restore dignity? For these people, citizens. So talking about leases, I think that's something that a lot of us know, especially, you know, young people, is we know all about renting. Yes. We know about renting the townhouses. That's right. Because that's the easiest way in which one can get into having your own house, getting out of your mother's house, basically, and living in your own house. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's very difficult is when you then finally decide that you would like to buy your own house. Yes. You can't walk into a bank and see, you know, you walk into the bank, you see lots of tellers, Mm -hmm. you see information, but there's no way where you walk into a bank and it says home loans. So a lot of us don't know how to get started looking for a home loan from a bank perspective. How do I get started looking for a home loan? So I found this place, the houses everywhere. I'm looking at the for sale signs. I see them. I like this townhouse or whatever it is. And I want to get a home loan. Where do I start? Yes. Thank you so much, Pumi. Very, very important question. You know, at FNB, we have what we call www.fnbpropertyleader.co.za. I'm going to repeat it again. It's www.fnbpropertyleader.co.za. It's one word. Now, that's an online platform that we have, for example, as FNB. So you can go and log into the FNB Property Leader. And there, if you want to buy a house, you can be able to see um, what can you qualify for, for example. Because the first thing is we need to demystify this. Buying a house, it's a very important experience. And it's a very worthwhile experience. Yes, people start by renting and so on. But we want to encourage people to buy properties, to own properties. Because then you've got an, uh, 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 something behind your name. You've got an asset Behind your name. You know, when you rent, you can rent for five years, ten years. The reality of the matter is when you have to leave that property, you live with nothing. You go with your suitcase. suitcase. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You go with your suitcase. So you might have been renting for that long, five years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, uh, no matter how long it is. You have been helping somebody to pay their own bond or their own mortgage. Now I want to encourage people. And we want to demystify this whole experience of buying a house. It's one of the best decisions you can make as a person to buy property, to own property, to have an Why? asset behind your name for the following reasons. First of all, you know, when you, when you talk about a balance sheet, you know, you've got assets, you've got liabilities. Michelle's always talking about balance sheets. In yes, <laughs> exactly. Now, on the assets, which is where you list things that you know, that you own. Things that are, 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 are in your name, for example. You want to have that column, you know, with a lot of stuff to put in there. You want to have a house there to say, as Simpio Matigizela, behind my name, at least I'm owning a property, right? It's something that is behind your name. It's an asset. Why is this important, you know? Because then uh, you can leverage on this property. What do I mean by leverage? You can use the property. You know, uh, on the other side, on the left-hand side, let's say you've got liabilities. These are the debts that you have. Uh, the liabilities. The things that you, you owe. You're owing people this side. This side, the you don't, of this world. Yes. This side, on the right-hand side, you are owning uh, properties, whether it's vehicles, you know, whether it's land. It's things that you own. They are in your name. So we'd like to have many items listed on the assets side of things, on the balance sheet, on the assets, you see. And and people must own properties, you know. Uh, just have properties. You can start with one property, which can be your primary residence, you know, where you stay. But you can also have secondary properties, properties that you can then perhaps rent out 
and you derive income from them because you can have tenants, people that can stay in those properties, and they pay rent to you. And But the properties are yours, you see. So we want to encourage people that they should buy properties. They should own properties. Now, what do you do if you go on the property leader I spoke about? www.fnbpropertyleader.co.za There in property leader. You perhaps want to know, but where do I start? I want to buy a property. I don't even know maybe what I qualify for, what size of property I can buy, you know, what value of property in terms of the price I can buy. You know, just, just a few things there that we ask, you know, your gross income. How much? I always earn? want to know about gross admit. Yes. Gross income, gonna, before. That is what you get from your pay slip. In other words, your cost to company is your gross. And then your net is what you take home. That's in your pocket. That's, That's what in they your deposit. bank account. That's so what you they want deposit. to know the big one. Okay. Yeah, they deposit yes. that into your bank account okay. is your net. That's correct. Okay. Yes. But you only want to know the big one, the gross. Yes, okay. we, we, we want to know the gross. Let's make an example. Let's say your gross is 10,000 as an example. That's what you get before anything is deducted. Obviously, there's deductions like maybe tax, you know. You might have a few deductions that go from your salary. Now, let's assume that the deductions is 3,000, for example, from the 10,000. Now, uh, to Michelle's point, then the difference between 10,000, which is the cross, and the 3,000 rands, which is all the deductions, you are left with 7,000 rands. 7,000 rand then is your net income, as Michelle has uh, correctly put it. But as a bank, we want to see the cross, and then we see the deductions, and then whatever then is left your net income. Now, there's a, there's a sort of a rule of thumb to say, you know, plus minus 30% of what you, 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 you earn is what you could commit towards uh, an installment for a property, as an example. So if, for example, let's say you, you are earning that 10,000 again, right? So if you want to buy a property where we say 30% is 3,000. Now, in that example, if you are left with 7,000, then it means there is 3,000 that you can be able to pay, you know, for the property. And then there's still 4,000 that is left for, to pay for other things, you know, uh, that, that you require in terms of your lifestyle on a day-to-day basis, you see. Yes, Michelle was Doc, coming there. I just wanted to say something. I think this is such a vital thing that you've just mentioned. Yes. Because when the guys fill out that application on the website, yes. because, I mean, they do. They do an assets and liabilities because yes. they're actually doing an application for you. Yes. It is so important for the guys to do an accurate assessment of that budget. Yes. Don't go and BS the bank. And say, no, I don't have any store cards. Yeah. Because if you do have store cards and you've got to pay those on a monthly basis, that has to come off. Because that's the only time that a bank will actually be able to qualify you Mm -hmm. for that home loan. So don't get yourself into a huge situation where you are lying about your budget. Because you want the bigger house. Because you want the bigger house and you cannot afford it. So it means that the bank maybe gets one premium or one bond payment. Mm -hmm. And then they've got to repossess the home. It makes no sense. Please, guys, make it as accurate and as truthful as possible. Speaking yes. of accurate and as truthful as possible, yes. what are the things, the the paperwork that you have to take to the bank if you're applying for a new home loan? You've never owned a house. You, you This is first time ever going yes. out there to buy a place. Okay. Thank you so much again for the question. Most important document is your ID, your identity document, right? You need to have that with you. And the pay slip as well, which is a salary slip or pay slip, something that proves your income that you get. That's important for, for you to have that. Now, if you've really done a thorough um, a preparation, you would even have the OTP. The OTP is an offer to purchase. In other words, you, you remember you spoke about the board, seeing the board there that this house is for sale. Let's assume that you've sort of gone down the road where, let's say, you met the estate agent you know, or a mortgage originator, you know, who can then uh, arrange with a person who is selling the property that you are interested to buy. So in that case, then there's an offer to purchase OTP. That's a document uh, which is signed by two parties. It's signed by the person who is selling their house, right? And then you would get to sign the same document. You want to buy that house yourself. So in some cases, uh, people will have the OTP. The offer to purchase, which will have disclosed even the price now uh, for the property to say this property is being sold for 350000 you know, 
But you may not always have the OTP. So even if you don't have the OTP, it's still fine with us. You you come on the uh, FNB property leader, you fill in just basic information. I'm Simpua Matigizela. Um, this is my ID. This is how much I earn in terms of the gross, right? And Michelle made a very important point earlier to say, when you declare your expenses, try to be honest. You must be as honest as you can possible. Uh, you know, you, you can be honest. You disclose everything that you are paying. You see? Because we're going to pick it up anyway later on, even if you don't mention it there. So if you can mention uh, the information, you are honest, you are thorough, you, you make sure that it's complete. It's even better, you see. But then what we do as a first phase, we sort of give an indicative estimation to say, okay, given what you told us, that you earn 10000 you told us that your, your, your expenses, you know, your deductions are 3000 there's 7,000 rands left. That's what you told us. So based on the information that you've given, we will give an indicative, you know, property price or a house that you can qualify for to say, okay, you, with what you've told us, you can qualify for a house of, let's say, 350,000 or 400,000 400, or 500,000, whatever the case might be. You know, that, that's what we'll give you. But it's indicative, right? Now, if you then come back, because within the property uh, leader, you can see houses that are for sale as well. This is where, like, we're making a marriage here. We've got a person who wants to buy, right? And we've got a person who is selling. Within FNB property leader, you do have houses that are for sale. They're there. Houses are being sold by people. So you can look now specifically. Let's say you want to buy in Soweto, as an example. You want to buy in Pimville, as an example, which is where you come from, Pumi. Yes, you want to buy in Pimville. Yes. yes. Now, if you want to buy there, you can be able to look in Property Leader. The houses in Pimville or in that suburb, wherever it is you want to buy, you can see the houses of 350000 To say these are the houses, that information is also there. So now you can be able to align what you can qualify for. Remember, given what you told us, this is based on the information that you've given us. So if the information you've given us is not correct, we're going to give you an estimation that's not correct. Mm. But if the information that you've given us is correct, you've been honest, is complete, you know, then we're going to tell you what you can potentially qualify for based on the information. Then you can be able to then uh, see that these are the houses, you can view them, and you can even generate reports there. There is no other bank that has this service other than FNB what property kind of thing, But but what kind of things um, do you use to assess as well? You yes. know, age does age matter when a person is is quite, is putting in an yeah. application? Yes. What are the other kinds of things that 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 are not on your payslip yeah. that are that that also matter in terms of yes. how much I may qualify for? Yes. Okay. Can I also say this, which is very important? Uh, most customers. Or most uh, people and citizens, they are not aware of the fact that you are actually entitled, every person, you are entitled to receive a free uh, credit report per year. A free credit report per year. That's very, very important. Why is this important? Because the credit report, which is free for everybody, at least once a year. You are entitled, you can get it from the credit providers, uh, like, for example, credit providers like, for example, TransUnion, uh, Experian, CompuScan, Does XTS. the bank not do it for you? Can the bank do it for you? The bank does it for okay. you. But it's even better even uh, for yourself to know. I'll, I'll tell you why it's important. Even before you approach the bank, for example, part of preparation, if you can just request that um, free credit report, it's free. You can request it from the uh, credit providers, uh, I mean, credit bureaus, which I've mentioned, TransUnion, um, um, Experian. Experian, XDS, uh, CompuScan, and so on. So you can request it, it's free. What is that going to tell you? That report is going to be a comprehensive report, which is going to show all the accounts that you have as a person. All of them will be there, because this is from the credit bureau. It will show them. Now, this is very important, because... That credit report will show all the accounts you have. It will show the payment behavior, how you pay the accounts. Very important that you pay all your accounts. You must pay all your accounts every month. Very important, pay on time. On time is end of the month, 3031. Pay on time. 
and pay the correct amount. Don't pay less than what you should be paying. If you can pay more, even better. If you can pay early, even better, because it increases your score. You get a score, indicative score. You know, it, you've got a kind of a, a, a bar chart there, which is green. The green is more on the right-hand side. That's where everybody wants to be. It's excellent. It says you are good. You are very good. You're excellent. You are excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are excellent on the far right. You move to the left. You're very good. You're good. You fair, you poor, very poor, and to the left. You don't want to be very poor and fair and all of that. You want to be on the green, you see. That's why you're very poor. <laughs> so that's important. You see, it will show all the accounts you have. All accounts you have. Vehicles will be there, if you have any. Your your retail stores, whether it's through cell Edgar's, phone, everything. cell phone, everything is going to be there that, that you pay, you see. So get that copy. It gives you an idea. It's, it's a nice check, nice, uh, nice self-introspection. It gives you how do you look like in terms of your financial position. Are you looking good? Are you looking fair? Are you bad, very bad, and all of that? It gives you an idea. This is part of your own preparation, even before you go to the bank, you see. So you, you need to keep your credit record clean by paying your accounts on time, paying the right amount, and paying early if you can. It increases your score. So the bank will do that. You asked if the bank will do that. Of course, the bank is going to do that. It's going to pull out your credit um, report. It's going to look. That's one of the things that it will consider, you see. Because when, you, when we do the assessment, the first thing we do is we sort of look at your payment behavior. The payment behavior, in simple terms, is how do you conduct your financial affairs? Because nobody's borrowing you money if you don't pay back. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Doc, and just to jump in, I just wanted to ask you a question. Would that credit score also determine the interest rate that you pay? Because if you're in a really good space, yes. then your interest rate's going to be lower. Yes. yes. Okay. Definitely, Brilliant. Definitely. It's very important. Yes. It, it will be linked to your interest rate because the interest rate is it, linked to the risk. Okay. We've got prime. We always base it on prime. Mm. Prime is 9.5% now. We start on prime. Now you can get prime plus. Or prime minus. minus. Yeah. Now, the question you asked is very important. It's linked to that credit report. If your report is excellent, in other words, you, 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 are, you are being a good citizen. You are paying <laughs> your accounts. <laughs> you are paying You are paying on time. You are paying the right amount or even more if you can, even better. You're paying on time. You're not paying late. You're not paying less. So, so let's say you're good. So then you should be able to get a good interest rate, you know, which can be prime minus, whether it's prime minus one, prime minus two, or prime minus 1.5, or prime minus 0.5. It depends, you see. So that's very important. It's one of the determinants, right? So, so, so the better your credit report is, the higher the score you get, the better the interest rate that you should get, so, and all things being equal. We're talking just before coming into the studio about women yes. in particular, because yes. we are in Womanda. We're talking girl issues here. Yes. <laughs> and, and the fact that women actually get, in South Africa, you, uh, Chloe was telling me that in South Africa, we've got 36% of the, of the home loan book yes. is actually women. That's right. And that they pay better. Yes. So does yes. that make a difference? If you, if you tick the female versus male, do you get a better... No, Did they no. look at you not better? No, 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 no. Rating. We, we don't do that because that would be discrimination, you know. Um, but, but women we do, are better. But we do do that on the insurance side. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Insurance, women, yeah. get, women get better ratings yes. than males yes. in the insurance because of your longevity of life yes. and your mobility and your mortality. In other words, how long will you live? And also, what kind of diseases do women get as opposed to men? Yes. So there's normally a five-year difference. Yes. Um, you know, with men mm. dying five years earlier. first, earlier than females. Yes, so, yes. yes, on insurances, yes. you actually are benefited as a female. Yes. Okay. That's true in as far as insurance is concerned. But remember now um, what I said, that in terms of now the house itself, you, you won't get a better rate because of your gender, right? You, you will be um, sort of treated fairly in terms of the assessment. You, you asked about the age as well. The age is a factor, you know. Because typically the term of the house or the bond or the mortgage is 20 years, typically. 
So obviously, I mean, if you are in that research that we spoke about for women, the average age is 30 to 40 years, you know. So the earlier you buy the house, the better it is for you, right? And we know that uh, people who don't necessarily uh, pay for the house over the 20 years, the attrition rate is about seven years, seven and a half years. Around what does there, attrition rate mean? Which is the rate, you know, I would have bought my first house, right? But I won't necessarily stay in that same house for 20 years. So if by year seven, you know, I'll sell this house, uh, graduate, go and buy a better house, a bigger house, maybe in somewhere else, you know, in a different area and so on. Whether if I was in the township, and there's nothing wrong with the township, by the way. If I was staying in the township and then I, then I move into a suburb, for example, it's part of uh, development. You know, you upgrade, you graduate, nothing wrong with that, you see. So naturally, the, the seven years, seven and a half years, that's the, the time. Oh, that that's people, when people move, on, on move average, along. Okay. Yes, on All average. Right. Yes, yes. So, but the term is 20 years, which is standard. So now, obviously, if you are 60 years, you know, you don't want to buy your house <laughs> when you're 60 years. <laughs> These are senior citizens, uh, 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 Pumi, that you're talking about. Talking about our senior citizens. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so you don't want to buy it You're not buying that first house at, at 50 60. and so on and so on. Yes. No, so, you're living with your kids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the age, it is a factor. There mm. is one of the considerations because you mm. see, if if you if you are already advanced in, in age, obviously you know we would want that twenty years you know to be within the time that you'll be economically active, you'll be working and so on. Not when you're on pension, obviously. So it means then the period that you have to buy the house, I mean pay the house over, will be shorter if you are already advanced in age. That's going to affect your installment. You know, it's going to be higher because of the term is shorter and so on. But, you know, uh, people can put in deposits and, and there's many things that, that can be done. Other people might be sort of selling their house uh, and then to buy another house and there could be profit that they've made there. They could put down a deposit. So there's a lot of variations that, that can be there. But the, the, the point that we're making is that we encourage people to buy properties at an early age. Now, on, on the documents that you asked that you needed, uh, you know, I said it's the ID. I said it's the pay proof sleep. of income or pay slip or salary advice, as it's called. Sometimes the OTP, if you have, even if you don't have the OTP, it's fine. Please come and speak to us. You know, we would need proof of residence, you know, whether it's... But a, I'm trying to buy a house, guy. Where do I get a proof of residence? The proof of residence, <laughs> it can be a letter that you receive. From my mother. <laughs> even if I'm renting, from, yeah. Yeah, even yeah. if it's coming from... It's a from, rental. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any any form of... It's not just only related to mm. a house. It can be... It's just something to prove that you are staying on the address that you say you're staying. It could be, can be your mother's home. It's fine. Nothing wrong with that. It can just be a letter from one of the stores where they send you letters, you know. <sighs> You know, because I remember when I bought my first property ever, I didn't, I, I didn't um, have store cards. Yeah. I didn't have store cards. Yes. And I was renting. Yes. And but it was also before FICA. Yeah, it was before yeah, any yeah. of those FICA things. Yes. Yeah, that's how old I am. Yeah. I can okay. see Sia on the other side going <laughs> with his eyes. Yes. But yeah. but I, I I also remember that because I had no store cards because mm -hmm. I had no other debt. Yeah. It was very difficult for me to prove. Yes. Anything and the credit rating thing wasn't around yet. The NCR yes. wasn't around yet either. Mm -hmm. So how important? And, and I, I then know, having had lots of other conversations with people, is that people actually start out thinking, "I need to build a credit record, so I need some store cards and stuff, yes, uh, so that I can get a bond and then mm -hmm. get caught in the hole mm -hmm. of yes. those store cards." How yes. important is it to yes. have other accounts before you can get a home loan? Yes. Look, it is important. The reality of the matter is if, if you've got no credit history, right, you, you've never opened an account at all, right, it's something that is considered because the credit history gives an indication of how do you conduct your affairs. It gives an indication of how is your payment behavior, how do you conduct your accounts, you know. Yes, it, um, it may happen that you don't have it, it's not the end of the world that you don't have it. You have got to start from somewhere. It's just like experience. People look for experience <laughs> when you're looking for a job and all of that. But the point is you've got to start from somewhere. Somebody has to give you a chance to get experience first. And then over time you gain experience. So the door is not closed for you if you don't have an account that you have opened before. You see, we, we can still assist you. It's something that is uh, looked into. 
um, we don't encourage people that they should go on a shopping spree, open an account everywhere. I mean, that's not what we encourage. It's very important that people are responsible with the finances. You know, don't open an account that you don't need. Right. If you open an account, one account is fine. But again, even there, you, you shouldn't sort of go wild about it and and buy things that you don't need and so on and so on and so on. You know, we, we advise that people are prudent, you know, in the financial affairs, in the way they manage their finances. It's important. Michelle's know? always teaching us that here. We always, <laughs> if, at least once a month, we have Michelle telling us exactly how, <laughs> how we should be looking after our finances yes. and, and being prudent. Let's take a short break. But when we come back, I really want to talk about getting into trouble. Yes. A lot of people get into trouble with stalkers, but people yes. also get into trouble with their homes. Yes. So let's take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to chat about that. Thank you. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Our clients are the lifeblood of our business, and keeping their data safe is critical. I'm worried that client data in the wrong hands could cost us. With MTN Business Cloud powered by Microsoft Technology, your data is secured in world-class data centers based in South Africa. It's always available, backed up, and complies with South African laws, ensuring that you and your clients are always protected. With a footprint covering 23 countries, isn't it time you found out about the cloud solution built to build African businesses? Welcome to the new world of business. This is Cliff Central. Just talking about getting something started. Michael Jackson's um, currently my son's favorite musician, which is amazing. I mean, he wasn't even alive when Michael Jackson died. And he just loves Michael Jackson. But just one of the things that I found so fascinating a couple of years before he died is that he... He went into a lot of trouble, financial trouble, you know, and he almost lost Neverland, um, which is still now still belongs to his kids. Um, but he had to auction music. He had to he had to do everything to keep that house. You know, he did everything to keep that house. And now with the very, very difficult financial situation that South Africa and the whole world basically finds itself yes, in. Yes. This is something that happens to a lot of people mm-hmm. is they get into trouble. Yes. With their bonds, they get into trouble with lots of repayments, but their bonds in particular, and they lose their houses. Can that be helped? Yes. No, certainly, certainly. I think just to sort of uh, go back to the way it's important for people to manage their finances. You know, I think the very simple thing to say is that people should try, by all means, to live within their means. You know, I always say this, we all like... Big things, we all like nice things and so on. But the reality of the matter is you've got to start somewhere and you've got to start small and gradually build up, you know. So talking about a house, it's very important that you don't buy a house that is uh, uh, more expensive than what you can actually afford. You know, you can start with a two-bedroom house, nothing wrong with that. And you can even extend it over a period of time. You know, so it's important that people don't live beyond their means. And another thing to to worry about, I think, when you're buying that house, yes. is the other stuff. So yes. buying the house, the bond is not the only thing that yes. you end up paying for. You know, there's yes. rates, there's yes. electricity, there's water, exactly. short-term insurance, yes. bond cover. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, exactly. just Michelle, just speaking about the bond cover, we yes. we had this conversation mm. about can I mean people sometimes may not start out living outside of their means. Yes, but things happen. People With lose time. their houses, retrenchments are yes. happening. Yes. All that. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Is there anything that one can do to protect their that asset as it were? They can protect their income, however, they can't protect the asset per se. So it means that if you lose your position, you can have an income protector mm-hmm. that will cover that yes. that amount. However, if it's if it's just bond cover, that is only on your death. So that will only pay out should you die. So yes, there are ways around it, mm-hmm. but your income protectors are normally said now, for instance, you get ill yeah. and you cannot work for six months or you become permanently disabled. Yes. That's when that will pick up and that will still give you that monthly income. Yes. So you'll still be able to pay that bond. Yes. But you've also got to remember your short term insurance mm-hmm. because I know like, especially with FMB, they will not give you the bond unless you have the short term insurance. I'm with FMB and I've got yes. my bond with them. Yes. So I know what they look for. 
Yes, very important. It's not just your installment only. Yes, it's an installment. As you mentioned, there's rates that you need to pay. You know, there's, there's levies that you need to pay. But there's also insurance. There is homeowner's cover, which is mandatory, you know. And, and that is basically the homeowner's cover covers the property, the structure that you have. Things like the giza. If your giza was to burst and all of that, you can be able to claim from the homeowner's cover. The structure, if there was to Lens be fire lights. and so on. <laughs> yes, yes. So whatever can happen into the property. <laughs> You know, that, that's one uh, of the expenses insurance that you need to have. But that's not expensive, by the way. Mm. And then there's also life cover, which, which credit life or life cover, which covers you, you know, in the event that you were to pass on, you know, then at least the family is, the, the insurance will pay the house, the family then still has a home and the children and so on. So, so these are all expenses that you need to sort of incorporate. But also it's very important where you buy the house. Mm. That's why things like schools, for example, are important. Uh, proximity to schools, there's transport And costs, work. And, and work. And how work. far you have to travel to get to work. Yes, and yes. how much the levies are in certain areas. Exactly. Because mm. the changes from area to area. Yes, exactly. Mm. And and the size of the property. Mm. I mean, there's, there's, there's laws now that according to the size of the property, yes. the bigger the property rates is. Rates and taxes. The rates are sort of bigger and so on. So hence it's important that you are reasonable, you are realistic to say, at this point in time, this is where I am in terms of my earnings and my levels, in terms of my career development. I'm starting up. But a Start lot small. of people, mm. a lot of people, what happens to a lot of people is they get into trouble. Yes. Mm. So you're, you lose your job yes. or whatever. Yes. And you can't afford, the rates go up, the interest yeah. rates go up. Yes. And now your bond repayment, you can't afford well. it anymore. Yes. So a lot of people then don't know what to do. Yes, yes. They just stay at home. They don't pay the bond. And then they get the notices. And eventually, yeah, and eventually they the sit bank. in the dark. Yeah. Yes, yeah yes. And then they get the notices from the yeah. bank. Yeah. Is there anything that you can do Definitely. proactively yes. if anything were to happen to your income yes. or that you couldn't afford the bond anymore that Definitely. can help you try Definitely. and keep the house? We, we believe that we, sh- we, sh- we should have a relationship, um, you know, with the customer. That's what we believe. Our doors are always open. You need to speak to us. I mean, in the event that there's changes in your situation, whether it's your employment situation or your health situation, becoming sick and whatever, you you must speak to us all the time. We've got an open line of communication. Our doors are open. We can advise. We can always look at options. If, for example, you are falling into hard times, difficult times, you can speak to us. We can see what we can do. Obviously, each case is different. We look at each case on its merit. We can re um, restructure, for example, your loan. We can sort of structure the repayment arrangement and things like that that we can be able to do in our in our collection space. So, so the very most important thing is don't run away from us, don't uh, um, uh, disappear and stop paying and stop answering and, and, the oh eight seven numbers. All these kind of things. No, don't do that. <laughs> the, the minute you sort of get an indication that you know there might be some changes there, speak to us. Let's have a conversation. Let's look at your situation. Let's see what we can do. I mean, uh, we, we're there to help. We're there to assist. That's what we're there for. It's a relationship for us. It's a long-term relationship. I mean, over a period of 20 years, you know, somebody likes to There's say a long relationship, right? It's a long relationship. Some marriages don't last that long. I was just going to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I mean, Doc, you guys are amazing. I mean, I've had people that have come to you, and all that you've done is either extended the bond yes. to the maximum term once again exactly. to try and make the premiums shorter or the bond yes. repayments short, um, less every month. Exactly. So, yes, it is. It's, it's definitely a part of just being able to chat and say, yes. listen, I'm in crap. Yes. I need help. You see, you see, there's Michelle. Michelle, as she's already mentioned, I mean, is our customer. She's giving a testimony of what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so we're not just talking, talking mm-hmm. that we'll help. We do help. We do assist people. She just confirmed that she's had experience. And I'm sure many other people out there have got the same experience with us to say, we're always willing to help. We're there to us. It's a partnership, as it were. You know, mm-hmm. so let's work together. Share the information with us. The more information you give, the better. We can understand your situation. We can be able to work together with you and, 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 and structure things, arrange things in the best way possible yeah. so that we have a win-win situation for both parties so that you, you keep your home. And, you know? and what about moving a bond? If you have a bond, if I have a bond and I live with 
Bank X. Yeah. Um, what does it say on the ad? Beep Bank. Yes. If I have a bond <laughs> and, and, and I feel that the, the rates maybe are more favorable yeah. somewhere else, yes. is it easy? Can I just move my bond you across to someone else? Over. Yes. You can switch your bond. You can even switch your account, not just only your bond. You know, it's even better because if you have your check account with us, you know, then your salary is going in there. We can do nice things for you. Like, for example, payroll deduction. If, if you, if you give us payroll deduction, we can give discounted rates. You know, we can give you a 0.5% discount, for example, things like that. So there's things we can be able to do to work with you. If you move your account with us, we can also give you some further discounts as well. You know, so if you move your account with us, you move your bond with us. And, and, and there's many things we can do. Yeah. We can even have fixed deposits and all these kind of fixed, fixed rates, for example. There's many things we can do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the more we work together, the better it is. The more information we have, the more uh, loyal and committed you are with us, the better we can look for uh, look after you over a period of time. I mean, so like every relationship, do. I yeah. think like every yeah. relationship, your relationship with, with yeah. your bondholder, with it's, the person it's, it's you vital. Yes. Doc, but the only thing that they would actually then pay for is actually going conveying. Yes. So the conveyancing will have to be repaid, going to another lawyer. So that could be added onto the bond if you move the bond. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We can look. So at, that is uh, an expense that will never go away. It's yes. kind of moving it from sort of, okay, I've divorced this guy, but I need to pay the lawyer for it. Yes. It's the same kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You've got to pay that. for that. And when you already have a property, again, mm. there's many options there. There can be further advance, for example, that you can look into if you've got equity in the property. So don't worry about not having that money. Correct. That conveyance fees. No, they, uh, they're they added on mostly. Yes, hey, they're exactly. most probably added on they to added the bond anyway. The bond, you know, yes. So we can look at ways what we can do. You know, mm. since you have a bond, you've got equity, there's funds you could access in the bond and so on. Even for things like school fees and, I mean, people get into difficult uh, times, we can be able to look at further advance equity on your bond and see what you can assist. And by the way, that's cost effective. Instead of going to get a personal loan, you know, which is going to be having a high interest rate, you know, you rather we look into the bond you have, you paid over a longer period of time, being 20 years, and, and the interest rate is then uh, uh, lower and it's much more affordable for you. You stretch it, you know, instead of getting a short-term uh, credit, mm. you know, at a high interest rate, which is going to affect your financial positions. But these are all the things that we can look at, uh, look into, discuss with you, uh, explore with you. Only and, if you talk to somebody. Yeah. Only if you talk That's to us. It. Yes. Yeah. Hence, I said, our doors are always open. We've got people who are there willing to assist all the time. Just talk to us. It's a relationship. Uh, don't keep us in the dark. You know, keep, keep us informed about what's happening. We have your interest at heart. Sure. You know. And Doc, again, I mean, we spoke about this off air as well. We were saying to guys, instead of getting the title deed, which means that that house is now yours, you yes. have the paperwork for that house. Yes. If you've got your house paid off, right. try and retain the money that's in the access bond, because that's really what it is. It's exactly. an access bond. Yes. So now you've paid your house off, mm-hmm. but you've still got 500000 in the access bond. Yes. Maintain that money because you don't have to pay anything. What on do you it. mean? What do you mean maintain that money? In other words, keep that bond open. Okay. Keep your bond account open. Don't close it. Yes. Because as soon as the title deed is paid to you or mm-hmm. given to you, yes. that bond is closed. That account gets closed off. Then if, for instance, you need to pay now for tertiary education for yes. a child, yes. now you've got to go and get a personal loan. Or you've got to get a student loan, which you're going to pay a hell of a lot more on. Yes. So rather keep that bond account open, open. Yes. so that you've got that money that you can utilize it should you need it. You need so it, in yeah. other words, instead of taking 200000 on a student loan, yeah. if you take it on your bond, you're paying it over a longer period of time mm-hmm. and your installment's going to be so much less. Mm. And now even better, if you are looking after your finances well, your credit record is, is good, you know, you get a favorable rate. Now, remember, now you have an asset now. So now that's how now that works. That's how the asset part of it yes. works. It's, it's yes. Because you actually have access yes. to borrowing money Correct. against that property. I've yes. always wondered about that. You know that. what? If you're going to start a small business, the mm-hmm. first thing they ask you, do you own property? property. Yes. Why? If the bank needs to foreclose, mm-hmm. where are they going to take the money from? They're mm-hmm. going to make you sell your house so that you can pay the money back. Because they've lent you a million. It's a security. It's a security, yeah. Yes. It's collateral, in other words. You mm-hmm. hear the words collateral. Do you have collateral? Do you have security? In simple terms, is in the event that things don't work the way we think they will, what are the options for us? You see, so that, that, that comes in very handy. 
Now, imagine if you've got many of these properties. You start with the first one, you pay it off, you, you buy another one, you rent it out, you can have it as a holiday home and all these things, flats. Now you are building your portfolio, property portfolio. Now you've got a lot of assets, which puts you in good standing. Correct. You are in a strong position. You are in a better position. You've got many options. You've got many choices, alternatives. You're not limited as when you require finance, mm. but you use this responsibly. You know, you use it only when you need it for something important like education, which is skills development, investing in, in human capital, and entrepreneurship, and new businesses, getting yeah. into businesses. Then now you start participating in the economy. You start mm. creating jobs and all these kind of things that we wealth. mentioned. It's all about wealth. wealth. That's wealth how creation. you create the wealth. That's mm. how you create wealth. That's why we encourage people to say, own the property, buy the property. Yes, you may start renting. Don't rent perpetually. Forever, you know, it's understand in the much, market yeah. as well. There are people who may want to buy now, but they can't buy for whatever reason. They can rent; it's fine. There's a rental market as Speaking well. Speaking of starting small, starting yes. starting at the affordable space, I know that one of your special what you do every day, yes. your special projects is is actually housing. affordable housing. Yes. What does that mean, yes. affordable housing? Very quickly, thank you for the question. Affordable housing, we define it in two ways. If we use the income. The income uh, from a minimum of 3,500 rand per month, that's a starting income, 3,501, all the way up to 25,000 income per month, that gross income that we spoke about. So for a single person, that's how we define it. So if it's joint applications, two people applying, the 25,000 can be 50,000, you see. So that's, that's the target market we operate in, in terms of income. But you can also define it by the value of the house. So... Any house up to the value of 650,000, it will fall into the affordable house market. So 650,000 is at the higher end going down, you know, uh, 600, 550, 580, coming down all the way to the cheapest house you can buy. That's our affordable house market. And that's a big market. That's where we operate. And we've been operating in that market for many years now. We're doing very Because a lot of there. people have never been able to buy homes because they think they earn too little. Yes. They think, but if, if you're starting even at three, 3,500 rand in the gross, yeah. so that, that gives opportunity exactly. to become able to exactly. participate. Yes. For me, I've just heard of something yesterday with a client that I was sitting with yesterday. Her, his daughter's actually starting work next year. Yeah. And she's going to get 15,000 rand a month. Mm-hmm. But she is still living at home. Yes. So we were discussing exactly this. Yes. Why doesn't she purchase a property? Yes. She doesn't have to live in the property, but yes. she can rent it out. Exactly. Which means she's getting income once again. Yes. And that's a great start. It's, it's a great wealth. investment. Yes. So for people that have got the money, yes. that don't need to spend all of it, because I mean, let's be honest, we had Dean. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, we, he did, earns, we did a yeah, budget here. He, he earns week. 15 and he spends 17. So we were kind of way out. <laughs> <laughs> the ballpark. Yes, but yes. being a responsible, as you were saying, mm-hmm. starting to encourage people mm-hmm. to create wealth. Mm-hmm. And yes. this is a way. Yes. And one important thing as well, uh, that we also have development finance. What does which, that mean? Which is project finance. So we do give money for developers that want to create a stock. Because you can't buy houses which are not there. Houses must be created. They must be built so that people can buy houses. Now, you might ask yourself, with 3,500 uh, 3, per month, it's not much money, 5,000, 7,000, it's not much money, 10,000, 12,000, all the way up to 25,000. The fact of the matter is there's also the FLISP subsidy, finance-linked digital subsidy, FLISP, which is free money that comes from the government. You can get up to 87,000 free money for your first-time uh, buyer, Homeowners, yeah. uh, first-time homeowner. You can get this assistance from government, which is free, you know, subject to the criteria, you must be 18 years, South African citizen, first-time buyer, and you must have not benefited from a subsidy from the government before. Right. They can also access this, which improves affordability. Mm. And it can uh, you can use it as a deposit, then you reduce your monthly installment over a period of time. It is there for people to use it, and we are participating on that, and we would like people to st- st- talk to us about that. People approach us, and then we can be able to assist them. What is it called? FLISP, F- which is an abbreviation. It's F-L-I-S-P, FLISP. It stands for Finance Linked Individual Subsidy Program. FLISP is free money. It's from the government. We're the first institution to sign 
an MOU with an institution that has been entrusted by government to implement this, mm-hmm. which is the NHFC, National Housing Finance Corporation. So we have that relationship and people can come and you and ex- and get those funds now as we speak. They so can even with us. your first job, I mean, with my first job, I, yes. I, my first job, I couldn't. I couldn't buy a place. That's why I was renting with my absolute first job. So even at this rate, even I could have afforded a place to stay with my very first job. Definitely. Yes, by all means. Oh, so you, when you just get to the bank. So this is also last question before we say goodbye. When you get to the bank, right? There's, there's nobody there that says home loans. Can you only access information about home loans? On the internet, or can you no, walk only. into a bank and you talk can, to somebody? Yeah, yeah. You can, personal you, banker you can, should be able to help you, am I correct? Yes. Personal but, banker. But also, yeah. even if you don't have a personal banker, which is the uh, upper end of the market, I'm you wondering go, go, what a personal go to, banker Go to our point of presence, <laughs> yeah. POPs, which is a branch, nearest branch. I mean, we've got many of these all over the country. You go there, you know, and speak to a person that can assist you. They will uh, connect you with us, and we can mm. assist you. You know, all we need, we just need your name. And your phone number and your income, and then we can contact you, and then we can explain to you uh, and, uh, all the process, all the information that required. We can assist you. So you can go to a bank, you can phone us, you can go online, you know, wh- whatever option that works for you. Some people like to visit and speak to somebody. So go to the That's bank. Me. Other people, which uh, I mean, the the other market, they want to have an app. We have an app. We have an online. They don't want to go in the bank and queue and all of that. So we got convenience. At your own own convenience home, uh, whatever place you are, you can go online, download our app, go on a property leader, and, and speak to us. And we Commonly made mistakes. What are the mistakes that most people make when trying to get a bond? It's, it's what, for example, we spoke about to say maybe they don't uh, disclose the information correctly, You see, which is a mistake that people make. Also, to try and want to buy a house that's far bigger than what... Uh, you know, you can afford mm-hmm. and maybe buy too far from work and school. Then you spend a lot of time on transport costs and all these kind of things. So these are some of the mistakes that people make. Michelle, the things that people should consider when looking at um, how to protect their asset. Very simple. You need to speak again to your financial planner because there's two options and I'm going to be really brief on this. You can either take out term assurance or you can take out life insurance. If you have current life assurance, you can seed that policy. When I say seed, it's just that they become the owner of the policy. So the bank actually holds that policy in their session as if should something happen to you. Like a beneficiary. First, yes. So they become the beneficiary on that policy actually. So what will happen is that the bank will get paid first off that policy and anything remaining will go to your beneficiaries. So it means that the house is then the family's. It's been taken care of. Yes. Even without you there. Yes. Thank you so much, guys, for coming and chatting with us. I know, Simpua, you said you were going to be more active and your Twitter handle. Can people like access yes, you on your Twitter yes, handle? Definitely. At it's Dr. At Dr. S. S. Madigizela. Yes. At Dr. S. Madigizela. Um, Chloe. Is there an, is there an at handle that people, if they want to find out more about, the banks at rb jacobs at rb jacobs i saw that that's the fnb guy that's how you tweet the fnb guy rb jacobs that's how you tweet him if you want to find out anything about fnb and bonds michelle i love your new twitter handle thank you which is i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) my phone was stolen so i'm trying to get everything back up again at michelle dave at at mitch dave at mitch dave she's she's always here every every third wednesday of the month we're talking money here on Womandla. Thank you so much for joining me. And I think Thanks, Doc. I'm a definitely a better person. I wish I'd had this conversation before I bought my first home. Thank, Thank you, you very much for being here. You've been listening to Womandla and we've been talking about home loans. You can always download the app. You can podcast. Uh, podcast. The podcast will be up in like 30 minutes and you can share it with anybody and everybody that you feel needs to know about how to create an heirloom for themselves this Heritage Month. It's so busy outside that window today. The Auto Central guys are here. Hello, guys. They're waving. They're coming through. Thank you for being with me. See you next week. Thank you so Bye, much everybody. For inviting us. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you. This is CliffCentral.com.